seasons. Greetings, beautiful people. I am wishing you a glorious Christmas season filled with the presence of Jesus. Just like the Christmas song lyric says, let every heart prepare him room. I pray that that's the reality of your right now situation, regardless of when you listen to this. May your heart prepare room for him. May Jesus expand in you. May he rise up in you. May the reality of his nearness be your greatest reality. So hello everyone. It's Jay Flew here with the Horse Voice coming to you a few days after Christmas 2021 because it was a different one for me. I was under the weather, spent it quarantined just to be safe, but I'm so, so, so filled with joy. It was amazing how um, just the love and the joy and the presence of God filled my little tiny home. And even though I was not in person with my family, we were able to take advantage of the technology that we have today. I'm so grateful that I just felt their nearness. Actually, to be honest, they, they came and dropped me off food and presents, and then we FaceTimed, so it was special and I'm really grateful for them. And I'm grateful for all of you. And I thought today it would be fun if we talked about dreams surrounding the Christmas season, biblical dreams surrounding the birth of Jesus, Um, coming from Matthew chapter two. And this is perfect because I believe it's something that God is even speaking to us as we transition into a new year, 2022. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 2. I am going to be reading from the New King James Version. And yeah, we're going to do a little reading today and I'm going to unpack what the Lord was showing me about this text. I'm so excited because I feel like it's not something that we often think about when we think about the Christmas season. There are some really significant dreams packed in the story of Jesus' birth. So we know about the wise men, how they traveled to Bethlehem to visit Jesus And they followed that star. Um, So in the beginning of this chapter, that's exactly what's happening. They They have identified where Jesus is located and they are starting their journey. It says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me, that I may come and worship him also. So I want to pause there and just take note of the fact that we have these wise men who have this burden, this desire, this purpose to go and worship Jesus. That was their whole mission. And that mission was blessed by God. It was kissed by God. It was, it was the Lord's will for them to go and worship Jesus. 
And Herod, who er, who represents the enemy here, he is aware of that purpose. He's even aware of the word of the Lord. He and his people are aware of what the prophetic word is. In verse five, it says, it is written by the prophet, but you Bethlehem in the land of Judah are not the least. So they're recounting God's word. And I just want to kind of bring that into context of the time that this was written in, but also how we can, how it can relate to us in our day right now. As we're on a mission for the Lord, as we're seeking to worship him, the enemy is aware of the word of the Lord over us too. He is aware of it too. But let's keep reading to see how the Lord intervenes and protects his people. So let's start back with verse 9. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Here's the dream. Here's the climax for me. I am just so taken back and blown away by how the Lord did not allow his people to be deceived. The, the enemy came, you know, sweet as a lamb and on the surface, but he had this agenda to get the information from the wise men and use it to bring harm to Jesus. But it says in verse 12 that the Lord gave them in a dream instruction not to return to Herod. And now I was actually recently in a serve a church service where I learned and I realized and it was enlightened to me that we talk about the three wise men but there's really no place where it gives a number. So thank you to Pastor Julie for bringing this out. You know, there, there, it's not necessarily three of them. It could have been way more. It could have, we don't know how many there were. So that's why it's even more fascinating to me that the Lord divinely warned them in a dream. And this is, is speaking of one dream, but it says he, di- he divinely warned them in a dream. You can't, you know... You can't be in another person's head, but it's one dream given to multiple people. Maybe it was multiple expressions of the same message. Maybe it was, you know, maybe it was the same exact thing that he showed them at the exact same time. It doesn't say, but it's clear that they were on one accord, that the Lord was warning them that they should not return. So this warning dream from God, it was confirmation so there was, it was, I love this because not one of them could doubt that it was God. When they discussed it, when they woke up and said, hey, fellow wise men, I had this dream. The other one would say, I had the same dream or my dream had the same message. Surely this must be the Lord. And how many times has that happened to you or has it happened to you where you've had a dream that someone else can, um, they can actually attest to it. I've heard of dreams where fathers and sons have the exact same dream. And when they tell each other, it's the divine timing of the Lord. It's a moment of reconciliation. It's a moment of purpose revealed. God is so good at 
<laughs> reinforcing what he wants to say and getting our attention. And so there's so many things to unpack here, but number one, you know, God protected his own purpose. He, he protects his own word. Like it says in the book of Jeremiah, he watches over his word to perform it. It was written in the book of life somewhere that these wise men were to worship the Lord and the Lord protected that purpose. And so there's something about us walking in the divine will and purpose of the Lord where he himself shows up in times where the evil one has plans against him. Those purposes and plans will not prevail against the Lord's. So warning dreams, they are a sign of God's purpose. They are provision for God's purpose. And so the other thing is obviously that the Lord can give multiple people the same dream to reinforce his message and to look out for moments of repetition, for moments of reiteration. God is putting an exclamation point on what he wants to say when he says it loudly, when he repeats it. So I don't want to read the rest of this this chapter. It's quite long. But later on in this very same chapter, Matthew verse, Matthew chapter 2, another dream is released surrounding the purpose of God, which is keeping Jesus alive. I think that's a pretty important purpose, right? And it's in this same chapter where the Lord also gives Joseph a dream, telling him to depart from a specific land because Herod was now after all of the children under the age of two or three. And because of that, the Lord redirected Joseph to keep Jesus in safety. And I am just, again, in awe and in love with the Lord's ability to protect his own. Of course, it was still very tragic for so many children to to die. It's really sad. Um, But for the sake of this topic today, Jesus, his life was preserved because of a dream. And the purpose of God, the wise men, they were all protected because of God's voice and dreams. So what is your story? How has God shown you warnings? And have you been quick to listen? Have you been quick to identify that it's him and not just you making up your own ideas? How quickly have you been able to respond? I know that our response time is all improving as we become more confident that we hear the Lord and that he's speaking. But I do pray that this Christmas season, you would become more aware of him, that his purposes and his plans and his face would become more clear to you and that he would use any and every way to to plant the seed of his word in your heart. So everyone, that's going to be all for today. That's about all my voice can handle. (laughs) But thanks for listening. I'm so excited to come to you in the new year next week already, this Saturday already, with new content and just whatever the Lord is, is saying for the new year. I'd love to hear from you too. So reach out if you have something to say, comments, suggestions, so much love. Lord, would you just bless every listener? Would you just give them courage and fresh vision to step into this new year? Would you give us new dreams that match your dream? Father, would you teach us how to interpret your dreams, the dream of your heart, and help us to partner with the dream of your heart to see it come to full fruition in the earth. We love you and we bless you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. See you next time.